Hey, it's Danny Heifetz. Before we start the show today, I want to let you know there's a new Spotify feature. On the show page, there's a bell. You can hit the bell, and you're going to get automatically notified as soon as our new episodes are out there. So you can find out right away. You hit the bell, and then you'll automatically start following the show. So that'll be more helpful. And then also, on the home screen of Spotify, there's another bell. There's a lot of bells now. You can hit the bell on the homepage, and then all the podcasts that you follow are in a new, nice, like chronological feed. So it's it's easier to use. So there's a bell on the homepage. You can hit that, see all your pods, and you can hit the bell on our show page, right where it says Ringer Fantasy Football. Hit the bell, and you can follow us. All right, let's get to the show. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Horlbeck. It is Friday. We're doing prop bets. We're doing Shark Tank. Yeah, that's. I was going to say more, but like that's. <laughs> oh, we're doing the Bad Quarterback League. I knew it was getting something, which you can do on FanDuel. You can go to FanDuel.com slash BadQB. You can go to the FanDuel app. You go into NFL Game Styles. We're there at the bottom. You can play against us. You can beat us if you think you know more about bad quarterbacks than we do, but we know bad quarterbacks. But first, we're going to get to news before we do all that. Real quick, just Calvin Ridley is not traveling to London for personal reasons, so he's out. And then Russell Gage is out, so Kyle Pitts blow-up game. Is that what's happening here? Freaking you know it should be. be. <laughs> yeah. It's what we keep hearing. Yeah. It's about time. He's only, I think he, is his 21 birthday to this week? Did he just turn 21, Kyle Pitts? Like today? I, I don't I don't know his birthday off the top of my head. Sorry, it was yesterday. We missed it. Oh, oh my man. God. He has my, he has my mom's birthday. You and your mom are born on the same... Sorry, Kyle Pitts and your mom, the same birthday. Yeah, October 6th. Happy birthday, mom and Kyle. <laughs> he was born in the year 2000. This is just bizarre. No, it, 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 I, the first NFL player who was born like after 9-11 is going to be the one that I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm from like a different era of like the world. Yeah, that's, that's not. I'm good. sure there already is one, right? No, I think Kyle Pitts is the youngest NFL player, right? Right? Now? He's tw- is he well, really? he's got to be right around one? there. Yeah, I think next year we're going to mm. get the post uh, the 2002 the 2002 kids. Ugh, I don't. I'm not excited about that. Anyway, Washington tight end Logan Thomas is on injured reserve. I think you can drop Logan Thomas if you have him. 
I don't think like he's minimum three weeks, probably four with the buy. It might be five. I don't think Logan Thomas is worth holding on to for five weeks unless you have an IR spot, put him there. But if you don't, I actually do you guys have any problems cutting Logan Thomas? I mean, I don't know, because the, there's just no good tight ends. So I might hold on to him. But I mean, again, like it just depends on your team. Pick up Ricky Seals-Jones as a potential fill-in. No, I don't think Ricky Seals-Jones is the guy. I feel like, Mm. you think Ricky Seals-Jones just comes in and has his role? Blow-up spot now. Heifetz just hates Ricky Seals-Jones. Heifetz just hates Ricky Seals-Jones because of that. I've never felt so confident in Ricky Seals-Jones in my life because of Heifetz just pissing all over the idea. (laughs) He caught that corner (laughs) touchdown and just buried your dreams. You got wow! You guys are coming out for, coming for my throat today. Jeez! It's Shark Tank. It's not Minnow Tank. What's up? <laughs> well, if you're gonna do Shark Tank, Ricky Seals Jones, I think is a terrible pick. Like, I, it's not mm. running back. You can't just t- step in and like play. It's like Curtis Samuel's way more interesting to me. If you're gonna like, I wouldn't drop Logan Thomas. I wouldn't either. I kind of think I think if you like need like unless you, look if you're four and zero and cruising and whatever, like sure keep him. But like I think if you're two and two and you need to like win, like I think the next five weeks. Are more important than Logan Thomas's theoretical contributions in week. And we're talking about like no, like November. We're talking about like week ten. He might come back in week ten. I know, but like tight ends are just so important. Like, is it really worth keeping Nelson Aguilar on your team? No, just keep Logan Thomas. Like, do you need to add Nelson Aguilar and drop Logan Thomas? Probably not. I don't. Well, not, not Nelson Aguilar, Aguilar anyway. but like, there's like many players that might be useful to you. I'm just saying, if there's a player on waivers that you want, I give you. <laughs> I say you can cut Logan Thomas, and I wouldn't really think twice. Heifetz really wants you to cut Logan Thomas and fire Elijah, him because he Elijah got hurt. Moore. It's an indictment of his personal character. If you cut Logan Thomas, screenshot it, send it to Heifetz directly because he really wants to see that. I just, I just, I just want <laughs> He's him fired. Adamant. Just fucking cut him already. Yeah. All right. <laughs> AJ Brown is practicing for the Titans. Julio is not. Although I don't know if that means Julio will play or not because Julio isn't really going to practice even if he's going to play. So, right. congrats on having Julio on your team, and this will be your life forever. Is there how many other players are there that are more frustrating than Julio to have on your team? Like last three years, uh, he's really question. tough. I would have said Michael Williams. I mean, Marquise Brown, Mr. Mike Williams, getting up there. No, but what about the in, in, with, with injuries? Because Julio's hurt every single week, but but plays Will usually seventy five percent of the time. Yeah, Will oh, Fuller. Fuller. It's Will Fuller. Fuller. God, is is Julio in the Fuller zone now? Jesus, that's bad. <laughs> that's tough. Okay, we should make a we should make a little group called Fuller House, like Full House, <laughs> and it's all the players, <laughs> like the Heisman <laughs> House, but it's just the Will Fuller, the guys on the injury report. It's all everyone. it's the most annoying injury players. That's incredible. Speaking of which, Joe Mixon might play on Sunday, but if he does not, Samaji Piran and Chris Evans will split time, according to uh, all hell co- oh, head coach Zach Taylor. So. Little air out of the Samaj. That's the last P. thing you want to hear. Unless you're desperate, I don't think you're starting P. Ryan. I agree. Mm-hmm. Tough to hear. All right, you guys want to get to uh, Shark Tank? Let's do it. Absolutely. DK, lead, so, lead us off. Oh, well, uh, no, no, no. We got. Can we? We Heifetz, you have to start. You're absolutely red hot. You got to go first. You get every prop at right. You need to get it out there. Okay. All right. I'm, Let's I'll, go. I'll, lead I'll it toot, off. Toot. I'm, a, I'm 11 for 12. I'll toot toot. Uh, sharks. Yo. Yeah come to you today uh i have been 11 for 12 but i'm not here to talk about the sharks today i'm here to talk about the dolphins which actually kicked the shit about uh, kicked the shit out of sharks if you know anything about the ocean you know what's up dolphins beat sharks every time jalen waddle over four and a half catches this week tampa bay defense this is so the dolphins are playing the bucks this week let's talk about the bucks defense for a second nobody runs on the bucks Nobody. It's like you got Vitavea and Dominic Sue. No one can get yardage. And then the Bucs take the lead, and then you have to ban in the run anyway. So teams are throwing against the Buccaneers more than any team in football. 
I will say that again. Teams throw against Tampa Bay more than any team in football. And then subsequently, receivers have more fantasy points against the Bucs defense than any team in football. So good matchup. And then on top of that, you got the injuries. You watch Sunday Night Football. Everyone on the Buccaneers secondary is hurt. Like Jamel Dean has this knee injury. Carlton Davis is out. Sean Murphy Bunting is out. Antoine Winfield Jr. has a concussion. That's their top three cornerbacks and their best safety. Richard Sherman played all, every snap in this game except two. All but two snaps. Richard Sherman was not on the Buccaneers a week ago. That yeah, is what the state like of the second three days day. later that he started for that team. That's bizarre. The point being, don't be afraid of the Bucs defense as a matchup anymore. It's actually like embrace it. It's actually something to exploit. The Bucs are a good matchup for receivers. In every way. Me? Yeah. In every way, the Buccaneers are a funnel pass defense, right? So not only do they have an amazingly good run defense that forces other teams to basically give up on the idea of running, but they're also jumping out to early leads, most likely. Yep. Which means the opponent is going to have to pass to keep pace, blah, blah, blah. It, it just like all goes together, snowballs on opponents. I'm just looking at the stats right now. So the Buccaneers have given up 84 catches to receivers through four games, which is the most in the NFL. They've given up 974 yards to opposing receivers, which is the most in the NFL. And they've given up eight touchdowns, which is tied for the most in the NFL. So yeah, I mean, I, I love this. I think this is a really good one. Um, the one that I was also looking at was Mike Kosicki over 41.5 yards and or, let's see here, where's his receptions? Over three and a half receptions. That looks like a really good value too. Uh, my buddy sent me this one. Thanks, Evan. I like this one a lot. It's not going to be my official one, but I think Kosicki over three and a half is also a great one. I like all the Dolphins props. So I was actually between two this whole time, which is, so uh, Jalen Waddle and Devontae Parker base, basically have the same lines. It's over four and a half catches, over 50 yards. I thought a lot about the Devontae Parker 50 yards one. I think the Dolphins are going to make a point to get Devontae Parker the ball. We're recording this on Thursday. He has a little shoulder thing. It's probably nothing, but I kind of just didn't want to plug it, and then he doesn't practice on Friday or something. So I'm going with Waddle over four and a half catches. They're going to have to get the ball out fast. I think this is like a lot closer to the 13 target game that Jalen Waddle yeah. had. Again, yeah. Dolphins only have five receivers on the team. I guess six, you count Kasicki, but it's like Will Fuller's hurt. He's on IR. They yep. just traded away Jakeem Grant. I think Waddle gets the ball a lot. But having said that, I almost equally like Devontae Parker over 50 yards or Devontae Parker over four and a half catches too. They're just going to have to throw a ton. I like the Waddle one more just because I think they're going to get him involved on like screens and little quick stuff, like, you know, trying to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands. I think that's exactly what they're going to do. So he's, I, in my opinion, has a greater odds of just hitting this in terms of the catches thing. I think that's it's a pretty solid bet. So I'm in on this one. Yeah, I like it too. I was also looking at Devontae Parker over on yards. He had like 77 last week, and Will Fuller's obviously out. I guess the fear here is just that it's Jacoby Brissett. It, it just doesn't work out at all. Sometimes it's you think betting on the shitty team will work out because of garbage time, but oftentimes that that doesn't really work and the team just gets absolutely just pummeled a bunch and of nobody three does anything. Yeah. Yeah. But four and a half, you know, I, what has Waddle done that like every game uh, that he's played, I think? Or, you know, he had three last week, but before that, eh, he said three, 12, six, and four. Yeah, I, I, I think I'll go in on it. I think I will. <laughs> you sounded like you were just chomping at the bit to get in on this, Craig. Should I have done Devontae Parker? Would that have gotten you going? How do you guys feel about this? Do you guys like betting catches or yards more? 
depends on the on this uh, depends on the game. But like in general, you know, like do, do you feel like it's more likely that the guy's consistent yards hit or that his consistent catches hit? So my thinking with this was that Waddle will have to almost replace the run game for the Dolphins in this in this game. That's mm-hmm. the quick passing, and that the Bucks don't, no longer have the cornerback personnel to just stop them from doing that yeah. because. Um, Sherman's really more of an off quarter at this point in his career, I believe. I don't really know if he has the recovery speed to do as much press. Like, I, I don't like. I don't think the Dolph, the Bucks can really stop them from just doing these short, quick passes to Waddle. So that's what was the tiebreaker for me. But I'm also really confident in the Parker Yards one. I mean, if Waddle gets matched up with Sherman, I, I mean, I'm guessing the Buccaneers will probably try and avoid that because this yeah. is like a massive, massive um, mismatch. It, it, yeah. Even when even when Sherman was in his prime. Like all pro future Hall of Fame level, blah, 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 with the Seahawks. Like it was never that great when he got matched up against a really shifty, fast guy like Waddle, because Sherman is a uses his length and his strength and all that stuff. He's just, not, he's not as fast as a lot of these guys. Um, so, I mean, now especially, I think this is a massive mismatch potential if he, if he does get lined up against Sherman. TK, you know, if we want to play the odds, we should fade all three of Heifetz's bets because odds are he will regress <laughs> back to the mean, right? We, we should just p- pick so against the Derrick Henry argument. Time. How's that going for you? We're trying to, I think we should approach Heifetz this. is the Derrick Henry of this podcast. We're trying to right approach now. this as sort of a team effort because we want to look good collectively, right? Uh, Heifetz is holding, holding the, he's the glue guy right now. I feel so. equally about Waddle and Devontae Parker. I would actually, if you guys want, I would switch to Parker. Like, I think Waddle's stronger. But I actually am totally down to parlay both of these in the same game parlay if you're able to do that. Let's do that because I have another one that we could do two different guys on the same team and this might be a good little segue. Uh, Craig, are you in on the on the both guys, Devontae Parker and Waddle? We're going to parlay them? You do, can, you, can we do the same game parlay? I believe we can. I think we have the technology. <laughs> um... I mean, we've been to the moon. I'm out on Heifetz. the parlay. I don't want the parlay, but I'll do, I'll do Jalen Waddle four and a half. Okay. All right. All right. DK, I'm going to do four and a half for Waddle, 50 yards for Parker. Overs. All right. Dancing with fire. All right. DK, what's your your little two-gamer or one-team, two-player one? So I couldn't decide which one I liked more on this, so I'll just give you the one I went with. My official pick, Sharks, seeking an investment of $5 on Marvin Jones going over 4.5 catches this week. Uh, DJ Chark, by the way, Sharks, is out for the year. Broken ankle, unfortunately. Um, and weirdly enough, like, cause I actually coming into the year, it felt like the, the, uh, Jaguars had like a really solid, pretty deep group of receivers, but then they ended up like cutting all of them. Now Sharks replacement is, I guess, like Tavon Austin, <laughs> uh, is Jamal Agnew a guy on, on this team or, or did I make up that name? I feel like nice. I wrote it down and it, and now I'm saying, now I'm thinking like this might not actually be a player on the Jaguars. Uh, you're right, he is. I okay. also hate okay. Tavon Austin so much um, because <laughs> why? The obviously, I would imagine half the people listening right now were like Tavon Austin still in the NFL. Let yeah. me tell you something. The reason I hate Tavon Austin is the last touchdown he scored was against the New York Giants. Tavon Austin basically had really? not, just is done scoring in the NFL, and his last like like the like the last time Tavon Austin was relevant was the Giants did not realize that Tavon Austin would go deep. Couldn't think of it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm not over it. Okay, well, that's fair. So anyway, Marvin Jones. Targets over the first four games of the year. 9, 11, 8, and then 3 last week against the Bengals. It was just kind of a weird game. You know, I saw him get 
rolled up on a little bit too in a very kind of similar way that Chark did. So Chark basically got hurt because he was blocking on the outside and the ball carrier slash tackler both kind of rolled into him on the edge and broke his ankle. I saw it happen to Jones. I haven't really seen anything about an injury, but like I saw him get rolled up on. He was kind of like limping around. So that might have had something to do with the fact that he only had three targets and three catches. Um, but his catches over the first four games are also five, six, six, and then three last week. Um, they're playing the Titans, who, like the Buccaneers, are not a very good pass defense. They've given up the second most points to fantasy receivers, eighth most catches to receivers this year, second in most yards to receivers. Not that yards and, and fantasy points are necessarily indicative in this actual bet, but I do think the catches thing, they've given up eighth most catches to receivers. Um, also, I saw this from uh, Jared Evans at PFF. I thought that was pretty interesting. Titans defense on deep passes of 20-plus yards. Uh, the most completions and the most yards and most touchdowns allowed. So they're they're vulnerable deep, and that's Marvin Jones's game. I well, think that... Go ahead. DK, you know, this is Shark Tank. And okay. I, you know what, we uh, we have a high standard here. And I, I can't help but think that you kind of buried the lead here, which is that you have the words Jaguars and over in the same sentence the week that Urban Meyer is getting openly laughed at by his players in practice. Okay. <laughs> so Did you, you guys see the video? And this is like, like you think you it should be under? I think I actually think the Jaguars have a 50% chance of just quitting on Urban Meyer this week and he's fired on Monday morning. Do you guys not feel this way? I when I when I was looking at these props, I was mad. None of the Titans props are up because we don't know if Julio Jones or AJ Brown are technically in a play. I just want to bet against the Jaguars in every possible different way I can. I don't really think just they're going to quit under him. in Jacksonville. I don't really think the whole quitting on a coach thing happens in the NFL. These guys have like careers to think about. You're not going to just Did you see the quit. video this week? Which again, we, it's one of those like you hear the audio and sometimes you just hear it wrong, but that the Jaguars players in the huddle got together and it was like three, two, one, grind. Like they were making fun of Urban Meyer. But like, do you think that means they're going to throw less? Like, I don't really get that. I just <laughs> can't bet on this team this week is what I'm saying. And for that, I'm not betting on Urban Meyer's team to do anything good this week. I'm not saying DK's stats are wrong. I'm saying... I'm not betting on the Urban Myers football team this week in any way, and for that reason, I'm out. All right. Uh, just to get to my other point, LaVisca Chanel also at four and a half receptions. I think that's another good one, especially because er, uh, Daryl Bevel came out this week and said that with Chark out, Chanel's going to get more opportunities. He's the type of guy like Waddle who gets a lot of passes around the line of scrimmage, so I think this is an interesting one, too. So I like Marvin Jones and LaVisca Chanel, both guys over four and a half receptions. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to... I'm in, DK. I'm in on Thank this. Thank you, Craig. Thank you. Marvin Jones has a he last year. He played the Titans in Week 15 last year. So what is it like seven games ago? He had like 10 catches, 120 yards. Um, and there's not a lot of options going on in Jacksonville. They're probably going to throw the ball a ton. It's going to be a shitty game, but there could be some points. Yeah, I don't really. But I, I think the like that what Heifetz is kind of preaching, I think, is the correct narrative. But I, I'm not sure it's actually going to take place. Like what? Like Trevor Lawrence is is the the best quarterback prospect of the, of the last ten years. He's just like he's just going to stop playing well. Like I, don't right, really... I, I know you're saying where it's like you can't just turn <laughs> headlines into predictions of the field, but like you don't just get bad vibes from this team right now. Of course I do, but like I, mean, yeah. but I still think Lawrence is going to throw the ball 42 times. Well, on that note, actually, my other question for DK is I I love Marvin Jones. I said before the season, I thought Marvin Jones would end up the number one receiver in this team, obviously because I knew DJ Chark would be out. Uh, however, I guess my question for DK is why 
why actually Marvin Jones over LaVisca if the numbers are the same? Uh, well, he's playing way more snaps. He's also the de facto number one. Like, LaVisca Chenault's a, yeah. uh, relatively limited in terms of, like, the routes he's been running. Like, it's been, number one, he's been running a lot of routes out of the slot. It's been sort of around the line of scrimmage. I think Jones is going to be the de facto go-to guy, if that makes any sense. So if hypothetically I have LaVisca and Marvin Jones in my uh, ringer league, and I think I'm, am I playing you? I don't know. I, all our names are each other's names. So I'll play <laughs> are you Marvin playing Jones Craig Horlbeck's team? I don't, I, I don't that's know. Danny also, <laughs> I changed my name to Craig's name this week. So Craig and I are both yeah. in Danny Kelly's team. And I have the, we have the same logo. So I actually don't, I don't even know which one's my that's team lame. sometimes. You can't jump on my bit. That's my No, bit. but it's funny because now there's two Danny Kelly's teams. Nah, that's not as good. Wait, you changed your name to Danny Kelly or to Craig Danny. Horlbeck? Uh, dude, it's so complicated. I don't even know. Really it. There's a horse on the ground and it's absolutely bludgeoned to death because <laughs> of what you just did. Okay, so Craig is All right, Craig, on. why don't you why don't you give us your props, Craig? How's those been doing this year? Uh equally as DK. We're normal people, all right? You're cheating somehow. Okay. Yeah. Sharks. This is my favorite bet of the week. I'm putting it right up top. I want to get it out to you guys. I want to start positive. I want to feel good. Joe Burrow. Playing the Green Bay Packers. I like the over on 35 and a half passing attempts for Joe Burrow. He has not thrown the ball more than 32 times this year. I know. So it's a little alarming. <laughs> However, I think that's going to change this week. They've either played bad teams where they got ahead early or it was very, very early in the season. And you could clearly tell that they were limiting Joe Burrow's passing attempts to protect his knee. It's now week mm -hmm. five. They're playing Green Bay. By far the best offense that they've played this year. Every game they have played this year, the game total line has never been higher than 47. Right now for Green Bay, it's 51. T. Higgins will be back this week. Joe Mixon is unlikely to play this week. Mm. Jair Alexander, Green Bay's best cornerback, is out. I think this is a week where it kind of all comes together. Burrow's been playing better each week. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game, and I think they're going to open it up more this week and for the rest of the season for Joe Burrow. 35 and a half passing attempts. I like the over. This is a good one because I think you nailed it with the, the Mixon thing because it feels like Mixon has been... Like he's been playing pretty well, but he's been creating a lot on his own. And I think if you go from it's a da it's a big downgrade to go from Mixon to like P Ryan, um, and I think P Ryan would be the guy who's getting like the early down work. And then uh, Chris Evans, who is not an actor, he is a running back, <laughs> a rookie running back for the Bengals. Uh, he is more of like a passing down guy. He's he's actually sort of a de facto receiver. So um, yeah, this is a, this is a smart one because I think. Maybe hopefully they won't like just continue to bang their head into a wall and try and run the ball when they're not having success. I could see that their running game kind of struggling this week. So this one seems smart to me. Plus, game script wise, it feels like they're probably going to be playing from behind. I'm in as well. This is smart. Group chat. The bang. passing attempts. I like the passing attempt one. I don't know. Have we done one of these yet this year? I don't think we have. That's a good one. I, I, I it's just, it makes sense. I, I like that. It's good. I'm, I'm, I'm sold, Craig. All right. Group chat on Was Joe that the Burrow first group over. chat? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, oh, wait. No, we, we were, were all in on Jalen Waddle. Waddle. Okay. So that's yeah. two. Cool. Well, Craig, Craig wasn't enthusiastic. I, I, I got Craig's vote, but I didn't get the spirit. He's like, <laughs> he has equity in the bet. He's like, yeah, I'll get in the company, but he's like, he's not, he don't have the passion. We're he's leaving him there. off the group chat. I don't think he he's going to text it. us back in the Jalen Waddle group chat. No, That's I'm like a problem. shadow investor. Like yeah, yeah. you don't yeah. really know I'm there. It, yeah. You're not. You're not, a, you're not Carl Icahn here. There's no activist. You're not an activist. You're not trying to get in the board. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. 
Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Can I stick in the same game? You mentioned Bengals backers. Yes. Sharks. I come today to, to talk to you about Aaron Rodgers over one and a half touchdowns. I like it already. Something. I have a process. <laughs> the process thus far has done very well for me. It's 11 for 12 on the season. Why are you not Obviously, telling us I'll your regress. process? What, what? Why don't you tell us your process? Don't you want uh, us all to Because I did, succeed? it would be our process. What are you, a magician? Well, yeah. I'll probably go one for my next 12. So like, you know. But having said that, the process has done me very well this year. I'm 11 for yep. 12. I am going, this, this bet's like a departure from the process. I had a dream last night that Aaron Rodgers balled out in this game. <laughs> He's dreaming about Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I literally, I can't tell you why. It's weird. It's not like I was thinking about it a lot. I, but I actually had a dream that Aaron Rodgers was going to crush it. And okay. I looked up the over-under, and I was like, one and a half? I'm like, give me it. The odds are like, not that good. Don't care. I'm not coming to you and saying, I think this will probably happen. What I'm saying is, I have seen this happen in the future. And now you two can then follow up and then see it with me on Sunday. This is like Inception. Um, All right. Here's, here's my problem here with Raven Simone's bet. <laughs> it's minus 200. It's a fact. Like, cool. It's minus 200. I'm not like, yeah. coming to you and being like, this is a good value. What I'm telling you is <laughs> I had a dream that Aaron Rodgers had a great game. And then I He's was like, Aaron I have Rogers. to go find the one and a half. To I can't explain why. I, I never. <laughs> I don't actually dream about football very much. Uh, Justin Herbert's line is also over. over I didn't have a dream a about touchdown. Justin Herbert. Correct. What did I say? It's a departure from the process. The point of this bet is to make people, you know, some significant amount of money where they can buy more than a stick of gum if they win it. And you're going to have to lay like 50 bucks to win anything significant for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's a fine bet. Yes, I'm in. Sure. And when, when it's all said and done, I just <laughs> be like, oh, I'm three for four again this week. But like, this is minus 200, but like, whatever. I, it's a departure. I'm just, I had a dream. What am I supposed to do? Not go with the dream. I had a dream. I had sure. a, I had a dream that my son started speaking to us in complete sentences, like very, very, you know, advanced stuff. Um, he's saying some words right now, but definitely not stringing together sentences. Um, for those reasons, I'm in. There you go. Can I also tell you guys yeah. something? I'm, 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 obviously, I'm in too. I'm in. <laughs> well, no, no, you, you're upset. Be out. You I, can't criticize it and then be out in. You're in or you're out. You're clearly out. That's okay. I'm no, no, no. I think it's ridiculous. It's minus two hundred. So yes, like I, it, I guess I, I like the bet, but you didn't even have minus two hundred written in. You, you have to factor in the odds. I said or it's the bad odds. odds. You think it's? I said it's bad odds. Like the third thing I said. Sometimes we're not factoring in the fact that. It's not just whether you're right or wrong. It's that you make money and, and you have to assess the risk involved with that. Are you? Do you think this bet at minus 200 is a good bet? Uh, I'm talking about a fucking dream I have. Obviously, this isn't like based on like actual goddamn logic. Most okay. all, all the props we usually have are like, look, props, obviously, they take more juice than usual. I think most of the props we have, the over-unders, are like around 10 or 20. Obviously, this one's not good. It's 200. Like, it's minus 200. <laughs> I'm telling you, I had a fucking dream. All right. I don't have any. I don't have any problem with this. I think it's fine. No, I don't either. But I'm just saying, if you want to, like, maybe we should go back and check and see who's had the worst odds. In oh, all of our this bets is what this is about. You think the 11 for 12 is because I've been hedging on props that have terrible. Perhaps Heifetz is. is just taking odds with the most juice because they're the most likely to happen. I think we That's just figured out the process, Craig. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs>
He's taking a lot of minus 180 bets and forgetting to mention that in the pitch to the Sharks. <laughs> Please. Wow. Craig, Craig just thinks he cracked the code here. Oh, man. <laughs> we'll see. Go back and look at all of them. Go back. <laughs> the uh, Wait, can I actually... Wait, I'm actually going to tell you guys something about my dream. The, um, I didn't see the game. My dream Were was they I playing scrolled, the Bengals? My, yeah, no, my dream was I scrolled wow. through Twitter on my dream. My, my, my brain is recalculated. Like, this has happened like five or six times in the last two years. My, my brain, my dream recreated a subconscious version of my Twitter timeline. Did you have more followers? Has that ever happened to you guys? And like, I had like people I follow and like, it, it takes the accounts that I merge that I must subconsciously associate together and it merges them into like one person. I'm impressed that your brain knew in your dream that the Packers are playing the Bengals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Wow, no comments on okay. Well, I guess I'm just diseased. I guess I'm I just wish this phone. line was like three and a half, and you were like, I had a dream Rogers was gonna go nuts. And we're like, well, let's do it. Four touchdowns for Rogers. Like, yeah, two. Okay. <laughs> sure. Same, obviously, man. I'm in. All right. Well, DK, since Craig's so salty, why don't you go next? Actually, no, Craig, you got the fire. Why don't you give us one next, Craig? You're you're on one. You, go ahead. <laughs> you know how there's adjusted lines? You know how you can like um inflate lines and then the odds get worse you could be like derrick henry over 62 rushing yards like minus 400 i'm gonna start doing that be like well i got it right uh okay <laughs> here's my next bet i feel like the sharks are against me right now but i'm gonna try and push through it because i've been a little bit oh, it's all business it's okay argumentative okay i like michael carter yeah that's right i'm going jets michael carter the rookie running back for the jets i'm going over 11 and a half carries week two eight 11 when they got killed by the Pats. Week three, he had nine when they got killed by the Broncos, 26 to zero. And week four, he had 13 uh, in their close game against the Titans. Uh, last week, he played the most snaps he's ever played. It seems that Ty Johnson and Tevin Coleman are getting phased out. They are playing Atlanta, who is a bottom 10 defense pretty much across the board this week. It's going to be in London. London games are always weird. I like over 11 and a half carries for, for Michael Carter. And I actually think Michael Carter, they have a bye the week after this. I think Michael Carter is going to be good a good buy low trade option for the rest of the season. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that last part. I think he's he's definitely like over the last three weeks, his usage has gone up and up and up. He's starting to separate himself, I think, as like the clear, clearly the most talented guy in this offense. He It was a big surprise to me and to a lot of people that he went in the fourth round. He was an early fourth rounder, but still like he was expected to be a day two pick. Um, he has that kind of talent. I guess the only thing I'm wondering, I, I do like this one, but like, do you think, so do you think the Jets are like, their offense is like fixed now? Well, I mean, they, they've played the Broncos, they've played the Patriots, and now last week they finally played like a normal team and they look decent. They the had a Titans, really good second yeah. half. And they're playing Atlanta, who's terrible. So I, I, I think they're just going to be, even if they're underperforming, I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to have a decent, normal, below average offense. The Ridley thing, the Ridley being out, yeah. thing kind of makes me like this one especially too because I think if, if the Jets can get ahead they'll do the do, they'll do that thing where they try and just like control the clock control the game run a lot um, well we've learned already that when they get destroyed he averages 10 carries a game and I don't think they're going to get destroyed this week that's my point yeah it's a good one 11 and a half carries I'm in bang woo we're going to know this early by the way this is a little bit of a tangent but be sure to set your lineups on Saturday Oh, yeah. 6.30 start, a.m. Pacific time. Uh, I guess that would be 9.30 Eastern. If you live in the West Coast, you should really handle this on Friday at work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. London yeah. game. I 
barely heard anything Craig said because I was so mad at just him that he red. called me out that yeah. I kind of just blacked back in in the middle of his point. And then D- I just heard DK say, I agree. So I'm just kind of being like, he wants me to bet on the Jets. And I I don't, ah, I can't do it. So Heifetz refuses to bet on Urban Myers, Jaguars, or the Jets. I guess this is actually probably smart. <laughs> you guys are like, what's the secret? I'm like, oh, those, this is those the process. Rub me the wrong way. <laughs> we figured out the process, actually. <laughs> Jets not, overs, don't Urban Myers overs. Don't bet on dog shit teams, I think is the idea. He's betting on the Dolphins. <laughs> betting against the worst uh, passing defense, the Bucks. Uh, well, they're not the worst pass defense, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I bet on Corey Davis. Corey Davis, I said over four and a half catches last week. I was so close to picking his yards. This is my thing. I had trouble deciding between yards and catches. I went with catches. Corey Davis had four, and the line was four and a half, but he had 111 yards. Well, so on that like, note, God. why over 11 and a half carries? What's the rushing total for Michael Carter? Well, see, I, I'm I'm not confident that I, I like eleven and a half. I like carries more for running backs that like I think are going to get the snaps because you can't guarantee how the line's going to block, but you can guarantee that he's going to get the ball. He's going to get a handoff. Yeah. So it's like I, I mean, with Michael Carter and the Dolphins, like I, I feel nothing about how well they're going to actually run against Atlanta, even though they're a bottom five team. I'm more confident that he's going to get the touches. I don't know what his yards per carry is going to be. <laughs> All right. I'm Make out, a new rule, Craig. You, you go yardage on receivers and touches or carries for running backs. Well, because isn't it so hard? Because you try and rationalize it and you're like, all right, well, catches for a receiver make sense because it can just be like four little out patterns. That's super easy. But then you're like, well, yards, he only needs one big play and then he gets it. Yeah. So it's like kind of hard to decide which one you like more. Anyway, I digress. DK's in, hypothesis out, whatever. Hit us, DK. Uh-oh, we have an under alert. Yeah, I kind of I felt like we were going a lot of overs. I'm going Clyde Edwards Hilaire under 51.5 rushing yards. Wow. Um, so the Bills have given up the fourth fewest rushing yards this year, which actually is probably major like majority based on game script. Like they've been dominating games like the last three weeks. However, even in week one, they held Najee Harris to 45 yards on 16 rushes. This is a good rush defense. They are uh number two in rush defense DVOA thus far. Um, and more importantly, and, and more to the point, CEH, it's like a 50-50 rotation now, basically, with Daryl Williams. Um, last week, uh, Clyde Edwards-Lair did not play in the two-minute offense. He hasn't been the primary guy in long di- down and distance and short down and distance um, situations. Last week, he only played on 52% of the snaps, only got half of the team's rushes. So, I don't know. To me, it's just like a usage thing combined with the fact that they're playing a Bills team that's very good against the run. And also, I think this could be a shootout-type game where both teams are looking to pass. Both teams are like trying to play, um, you know, catch up with each other, whether you know it's like a back-and-forth game or whatever. I just think there's a chance this is going to be like a mostly pass-heavy game. Um, and I don't know. I just It's hard to trust Edwards Lair after, he, th- despite the fact he has had two straight 100-yard games. I I mean, yeah, it's hard to trust Clyde. That's <laughs> and I'm going with the anti-trust. I'm I'm going on my lack of trust here. Under 51 and a half rush yards. This is really hard, to be honest. I get you intellectually, but I don't feel in my gut that I want to in on this. Although just generally uh, I'll do it. I'm in. I'm in. You guys. You, I stumped you. I stumped you. This must not be a great one if I stump both of you. I appreciate it, Heifetz, that you're in. Um, intellectually, anyway. I'm going to need a little bit more, DK. What, what else you got for me? 
What, what, what else you got for me on this game here? I'm, I'm trying to, have they played the Bills before? How many subscribers do you have? I'm trying to look at what they've done against other, and, and like big high scoring games against Baltimore this year. He had 13 rushes, 46 yards. Um, in the Super Bowl last year, he had nine carries, but they were for 64 yards. This is really tough, guys. So last year, going back to the AFC Championship game, uh, the Chiefs won 38 to 24. Now, of course, this is last year, different game, different players, blah, blah, blah. And he had six carries for seven yards. Yeah, but he was, I, I believe he was, he hurt. must have been hurt at that time. And Daryl Williams had, let's see here, he had 13 carries for 52 yards. I don't know. To me, it's just like the Chiefs are always just going to rely on Mahomes in game, in big games like this. They're going to ask him to pass the ball a lot. Um, I don't think that they're going to be trying to establish a run. And, and if they fall behind in this game at all, I mean, are they going to be running a lot? I just don't see that happening. Yeah, and it does feel like, you know, when the Chiefs play in these big games, they get all horned up and they just don't want to run the ball. You know, they just are <laughs> like, fuck it, let's go, let's ride. Josh well, Allen well, 50 well, times. Well, 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 I, I mean, I feel like we did leave out one thing here, which is when the Chiefs played the Bills in the regular season last year. Okay. And the Bills just did too high the whole game and the Chiefs ran for 260 yards. Oh, he had 26 carries. How and, many yards did they rush for? I believe it was like the second most in Andy Reid's coaching career. It was 161. Like the, they had like 260, but that was like a choice the Bills made defensively to like just play too high the entire game. And Patrick Mahomes said it was like the only time he'd seen that since he was at Texas Tech. But obviously the, the Bills didn't do that in the AFC Championship game, so we don't know what they're going to do. I think I got to be out. I'm sorry. No, fuck. I hate Clyde, to be honest. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I hate you Clyde. You can be out. You can be out. You can let me go down, go down with the ship here. I'm out as well. I'm out. Right. I changed my mind. Can we play the sound in reverse? <laughs> no, we're not doing that. That'll sound terrible. But all right. DK, unfortunately, I'm out as well. All right. Is this the old is this the first time that we've had no one on a board learner? with anything? I'm just gonna be leaving with the tail between my legs here. All right. <laughs> I think I've had you guys reject both of mine before. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. I guess I'll still make the bet. Here's another <laughs> yeah, probably you will. You a bet. Here's a bad one that I also want to just throw out here. And this goes against kind of what I was just saying, but Zach Moss over 37 and a half rushing yards kind of feels like a good bet to me. Um, I just really? don't want to be rooting for a running back in a Bills Chiefs game. I agree. I think, I, I, I think there's a like, like there's a logic that like the Bills, because I looked at that at first too, because, but in theory, like, oh, well, the Chiefs give up a lot of rushing yards so the Bills can attack them there. And it's like, the Bills are looking at this game and are like, I bet the Bills pass more than they usually do. Yeah, it's possible. All right, I'm gonna take my I'm gonna take my Edwards Alaire bet and like put money on it begrudgingly, even though I I don't feel great about it. You guys talked me out of it, but I it's too late. Well, you're yes, you gotta now. stick to your guns. All right, all right. Speaking of sticking to my guns, I have one more bet here, and this is like even this is all terrible timing for me because I don't really do bets that have awful juice. But this is actually another one, so Craig can just stomp on my grave right now. But I don't care. It's Damian Williams, the Bears running back, under three and a half catches. Adam Leviton, shout out him again and established the run. He has great wrecks every week. Th I, this one I love, again, as Craig will happily point out, it's, it's bad juice and this is minus 150. What is the juice? It's minus 150. Minus it's not 150. good. But it's because three and a half catches is a really high number. Like, like to put that in context, three and a half. Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney are four and a half. Three and a half is just a high number, especially since he's not going to play as much as Dave Montgomery was probably. And then... Also, on top of that, like Justin Fields is trying to throw to Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney. 
He's not trying to throw to Damian Williams. Justin Fields is not a check down guy. Ben Solak says this all the time. Justin Fields running is the check down. So I just feel like Damian Williams, three and a half catches, that it, it, that's a very high number. It, like realistically, he, Justin Fields is not a check down guy. So yes, Craig, the minus 150 is bad juice, but that's you're getting the bad juice because three and a half is very unlikely to hit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, I mean, I like it a lot. I do. I, I with Justin Fields, it's like, I, I don't want to depend on him checking down to a running back and having him catch four passes. So for all that, including that heavy, heavy juice, you know, what we should start talking about It's how much pulp does the juice have? Pulp. There's a lot of pulp in That's this. Funny. Juice. There's a lot of pulp. Well, if you don't like pulp that Craig, then you know what? Maybe we don't want you in here. They don't want you in the group <laughs> no, chat. Maybe they'll remove no, you. No, you know what? I'll slug down that pulp and I'll make this bet with you. I'm in. Three and a half catches. That's interesting. I think I'm going to be out. I think oh. I'm out. Most, mostly because I think I'm just too excited to, to get in on all these bets, and I need to be out on at least one, or else, come on, I can't just join every bet. Well, if you like the bet, you should you should be in it. That's it. You just don't like the pre like you're. I like, mean, oh, you're, you're out on a bet because Urban Meyer got grinded on this week. That's like <laughs> real. That's about the team. <laughs> your bet is about your bets. <laughs> like insanely arbitrary, but that's fine. Um, I just think that they're going to be in situations like players are laughing at the coaches. That's all. I just think like in two minute situations and long down a distance stuff, like he's going to get a couple targets. I think he could do it. I think he's going to go over three and a half. You want to go? You want to challenge me? We haven't done that. I'm I'm just saying I'm not getting in on your bet here. No one has done that yet and looked at the bet and be like, not only am I out, I actually will bet directly against you and I think you're going to lose actively. (laughs) Well, being out essentially is a bet on the other side. I guess no one's ever invested capital. You're just saying that I don't, not necessarily. Yeah. I guess it's like, I'm nervous. I don't want to, yeah, I don't feel confident. Okay. Wow. Craig, (laughs) I, you know what? I didn't expect Craig to, to look at this one and be like, yeah, give me all that pulp. I'm an objective man. I can set aside emotions. I can let bygones be bygones. Who's up here? Me? Uh, I can go. Yeah, you're bygone, Craig. It's DK. All right. Okay. We got to talk about Sam Darnold, the, what is it, QB5 on the season so far? Just freaking career comeback guy, whatever whatever you want to call it. Uh, Sam Darnold over one and a half pass touchdowns this week. What's a pulp? Uh, a pulp, it, minus 160. So this is like... That's pulpy. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I just think he's not going to keep getting rushing touchdowns at this ridiculous rate. Like, I think they're going to start scoring some passing touchdowns. I think so. Darnold, by game, he's had one touchdown, two tu- two passing touchdowns, zero, and then two passing touchdowns. Um, and, of course, he has five total passing touchdowns and five rushing touchdowns. I don't think that's just going to... I don't think that's going to keep up. Um, also, there's a couple other things here. I think the Eagles are not a very good pass defense. They gave five touchdowns up to Mahomes last week. I know that I'm not comparing Darnold to Mahomes. Um, However, he gave up three passing touchdowns to Prescott the week before that. Um, They have a bottom third pass defense in DVOA. Uh, They only have one interception. And I just really trust this, like, offense, the receivers, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall. If, If Christian McCaffrey comes back, you know, that could help too in terms of, like, a screenplay or whatever. I just think... We're not going to see Darnold continue to like run the ball in for these these touchdowns. I think he's going to have two touchdowns, two passing touchdowns in this game. Um, so yeah, Sam Darnold over one and a half passing touchdowns against the Eagles. We ha- we we really I know it was in the power power hour, but it's actually pretty crazy how quickly all of our narratives have shifted and just how we feel about Sam Darnold is like it's insane that he's just like good and we're all like yeah no Sam Darnold he's a pretty solid quarterback. 
But I th- okay, do, do you want to rehash it? Because I feel like I, I talked about this ad nauseum over the summer. Like, Darnold, it has, you'll like this, Greg. It's kind, I, my favorite comparison for the thing is it's like being in a movie. You could be Heath Ledger in the joke, like as the Joker, like the, one of the best acting performances ever. But if instead of Christopher Nolan, a great director, you have Adam Gase, who's like Tommy Wiseau or whatever. You have like the worst director <laughs> with the worst actors and the worst writers and the worst editors and the worst lighting. And also because he's a bad director, all those people are changing out because he thinks he doesn't know he's the problem. So he's switching all the players. You'll never know that Heath Ledger was a good joker. So when then suddenly he's in a new movie and you're like, oh, shit, he's great. he was always fine. It was just he was in the without exaggeration, the worst possible place to succeed in the entire league. Mm-hmm. And now he's in a good one. It's honestly like what Quentin Tarantino does. He grabs random actors <laughs> and puts them in his movie. He grabs people who have, you know, been down on their luck a little bit and he puts them in his movies and everyone's like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. You know, Joe Brady's Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> no, but for real though, again, like the, my favorite stat is like, the <laughs> um, well, one, just the Jets had the most points given to them in that era for Darnold and then oh, yeah. also were the worst against the spread, which is mind boggling. But part of that's, again, he had like, I think, Oh my God, I don't want to mess it up, but I think he had 40 different combinations of offensive lines in 48 games for them. I mean, it's, it, it's like, you can't win like that. Yeah. Brutal. I don't know. I, I don't, I'm trying to think of an actor who, who Donald is in a Tarantino movie. It's honestly, he's not, he's not this at all, but John Travolta was kind of like falling out and then he, they put him in Pulp Fiction and it kind of turned everything around again. And everyone's like, oh wow, John Travolta can go serious. And thank I, God, because like we wouldn't have the, uh, the gif where he comes into the room and looks around like, yeah. What would the world be like if without that without that meme? I'm not sure. I think it would be fine <laughs> to be honest. Sure. I think it would be Craig, almost indistinguishable from. Thank today. you, Craig, for like earnestly considering that that like scenario. I appreciate that. Heifetz uh, did not do it. I guess. Sorry. So I'm I'm in. By the way, I'm in on Donald on, on one and a half over. It's it's pulpy, but I'm in on it. Did you All say right. one and a half or two and a half? It's 1.5 past. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm over. yeah. I'm, I'm over. I'm, I'm in on that. That's that. Works All right, we got group chat. Little donkey. Sweet, right. Craig. Okay, this one kind of confused me. I, I can't stop betting ch- Cardinals running backs, even though I missed last week on the Edmonds. <laughs> you have a problem. Never stop stopping. I love. I think Chase Edmonds is my favorite running back in the league. I have no idea why. I love him. Anyway, my bet this week, Sharks. Thank you for meeting with me. It's Chase Edmonds and James Conner to each have over nine and a half carries versus the Niners. Mm. So this kind of confused me. They have the same rushing total line. And I went back and I looked at their, their games this season. They've each had over nine and a half carries in three of the four games this year. The only game they didn't do it was in the same game. So they have each gone over nine and a half three times together. Mm. And I'm looking, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of plays in this game. You know, the, the Cardinals run a lot of plays. The Niners in the top half of the league in plays. And these teams run a lot. I know people think of Kyler Murray. They think of airing it out. The Arizona has six highest in rush percentage this year. And and San Francisco is right up there with them at ninth. So I, I'm like, why wouldn't both of these guys get over 10 carries a game? James Conner had 18 carries last week, and Chase Edmonds had 12. The week before that, they had 11. the rush percentage stat? Uh, I don't remember. I'm wondering if that includes Kyler scrambling. Oh, uh, well. The Cardinals' rushing numbers are quite different if you remove Kyler's stuff. But are they designed runs? I guess it, it's still, I'm just like, they're a team that like likes to run the ball. And, and even if Kyler's designed runs are RPOs that he decides to keep, like those could also go to the running backs, you know? They're, my point is, is that these teams run a lot of plays and they don't hate running the ball. And nine and a half seems low. I'm going to say, when I watch the Cardinals play, it's very confusing because 
they've got all these single digit skill players and it's really like hard to keep track of who's who. So I, <laughs> James Conner, every time he gets the ball, even if he doesn't leave the game and he gets a carry and then another carry, I'm still confused if it's James Conner or not. He's number six, I believe. Uh, Edmonds is two, I think. Edmonds is two and then Rondell Moore is four. Yeah. And every time one of those guys touches it, I can't tell who's who. And he obviously like... Connor looks different, but like, cause he's like taller and bigger, but like, it's still just so confusing to me. How long yeah. until it's not confusing anymore? <laughs> it's like I'm a, a year. Like Chase Evans also least gets me every time. I know. At least a year. So to be honest with you, Sharks, I came here really for your expertise. I wanted to talk, talk this out because I'm not overly passionate about this, but it just stood out to me as a number that 75% of the time, both of these running backs have hit this and they're playing the Niners in a game that will be probably close, or I think the Cardinals could win this game. If Trey Lance starts, they could be ahead. They could run a lot like they did last week against the Rams. I don't know. I, I'm just a little bit surprised by nine and a half. I think my issue here isn't even so much about the X's and O's, but what I don't like is the double exposure to running backs for an over because the unspoken problem with all overs is that if the player gets hurt, you're fucked. And I don't like having two different running backs having to be healthy. Like, like I don't know, that, that kind of, I'm already on the fence and that tips it kind of over for me because if either one leaves. I'm happy to just pick one running back. It's the same line. I think we go, I think you go Edmund, Edmonds. Uh, Connor has 10 more carries this year than Edmonds. That's surprising. But again, they've both gone over nine, 10, 75% of the time this year. Both of them. I think it's just so weird. <laughs> and they run the ball a lot or, you know, a decent amount. Yeah. They run a lot of plays. Like, it all kind of checks out. So if this you have game, to pick, Craig, which one would you pick? To be honest, I think, I, I, I guess James Conner is more when they win big. So I guess I would pick Chase Edmonds to put respect on the Niners. But if you think the Cardinals are going to win big, then James Conner seems like a fucking shoo-in. I'm looking at the injury report here. What about Chase Edmonds for the over three and a half catches? Oh, you were out on Chase Edmonds last week on that stuff. You're in now? I'm just throwing it out. <laughs> well, you know, I, I was out on the Chase Evans yardage. He did do very well. Uh, why do you like three and a half catches? I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know. I, I, I do think there's, the, the as Bill calls them, the cocaine cardinals, they're, they're hard to figure out, but I really do think there's something here. I, I think, you know, if both these guys get 11 carries, 12 carries tomorrow or on, on Sunday, I'm just going to be like, yeah, of course, they've done this. That's what they do. DK, you've been quiet. Mr. Wonderful. So I was just looking at the injury report. Chase Evans did miss practice yesterday with a shoulder injury. I don't know if it doesn't look like he's going to be out, but that's something to uh, I mean, consider I think that's, also. I mean, that's obviously the tiebreaker. Let's roll with Connor then. You want to do Connor over nine and a half? Do you, here's the real question. Do you guys think the Cardinals are going to win this game? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. Then we should do Connor. Okay. Okay. I'll do that. Connor it is. All right. Group chat on Connor. God, we're in on James Connor. We're doing guys. the carries. Lots of the, lots of the carries uh, ones this week, dude. Just a group chat on James Connor. I just thought <laughs> of the wire line when Bunk is like, "Makes me sick, motherfucker." How far are we done, Phil? Uh, all right, that'll that'll do it. Should we run through wow. them real quick? <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, okay, Marvin Jones. DK has over four and a half receptions. Heifetz says Jalen Waddle over four and a half receptions. I believe that was a group chat. Mm -hmm. Then we go to Joe Burrow over 35 and a half passing attempts. That was also a group chat. Aaron Rodgers over one and a half TDs at minus 200 pulp. Thick orange juice right there. We all took it. <laughs> Clyde Edwards Hilaire oh, under 51 and a half rushing yards. DK was alone on that one. Heifetz and I stayed away. Then Heifetz has Damian Williams under three and a half catches. I was in. DK was out. I took Michael Carter. <laughs> For no over reason. 
Yeah. Michael Carter over 11 and a half carries. <laughs> DK is in. Heifetz is out. Darnold over one and a half passing yards. I believe that was a group chat. A little pulpy, but it was a group chat. And we got another group pulpy. chat on James Conner over nine and a half carries versus the Niners. Boom. Let's get to some long shots. Yeah, let's do some long shots. My first long shot. Justin Jefferson, two plus touchdowns against the Lions this week. It's plus 650. And the, one of the main reasons I went with this is PFF has uh, Jefferson with the single best cornerback receiver matchup in the NFL this week. It's like a 99.9 according to their ratings. Um, so I'm liking that. And I also just think it's going to be a good bounce back game for Kirk Cousins and the Vikings offense. Um, you know, going up against the Browns defense last week, it's just tough. Like the Browns have now just made two offenses look completely, completely worthless two weeks in a row i think the i think the vikings get back to their high-flying ways this week justin jefferson is ridiculously good and he has a great matchup so i'm in on two plus touchdowns from justin jefferson i just want anybody to catch two plus touchdowns on the vikings that's not that's crazy i had two plus touchdowns for thielen there you go Did you? i Ooh, can't I like believe it. you just said that I, the, I, honestly the odds kind of suck because it's only like eight to one and like the touchdown odds are never good it's like they know that's like the first thing people check so, like, the touchdowns always suck. But I had the exact same thought process. Like, the Browns' defense is so good that I wanted to actually, instead of, so, in, all right, let me, you know what? Give me one second. Let me come back to you with another long shot instead of just throwing out you the want same me to go? bet, basically. Yeah, you go. I'm going to put Sunday together based on the same logic. All right. This one, I, I wouldn't call it counterintuitive, but it's really sleepy. This is kind of a dark horse special, but I guess that's what these long shots are for. Ronald Jones to score two plus touchdowns versus Miami is, is plus 1,500. It's 15 to one. I think the Bucs are going to kill Miami. I don't think Leonard Fournette is going to need to be that big of a factor in this game. I don't know if Gio Bernard's going to play. I don't particularly care. But <laughs> Ronald I'm, I'm Jones is good. I know he fumbled. He like missed pass protection, whatever it is. I know he's good at running the football. And we liked him a lot in the offseason. I don't think he's going to be in the doghouse for the entire season. And also the Bucs haven't, destroyed anyone really since he's been in the doghouse. The games have been close. They've been using Fournette a lot. I don't think Fournette's going to need to be in the third and fourth quarter when they're up 35 to three on the Dolphins. I think Ronald Jones could get like 10 plus carries and I think two plus touchdowns. Uh, he could run his run his way out of the doghouse this week, I think. And I kind of like it. He had a touchdown last week. Man, I, I will no longer ever support anything that has to do with Ronald Jones doing something well. <laughs> Um, so I'm out on this one. I don't know if we actually joined in these ones. Are we, have we been in and out on the no. long shot ones? We just kind of like talking about them. I think it's, I think they don't trust Ronald Jones. I don't think they, I think that it's more than just being in the doghouse. Like they just don't trust him at anything. And, um, Fournette has gotten the workload that I envisioned Ronald Jones is going to get before the year. I agree with you. I think like he's a better pure runner, but I just think he's making so many mistakes in like the little things that they really want from a running back, like pass pro, um, you know, choosing the right rush lane, just simple stuff like that. Like he just has been really bad about, about all that stuff, which I didn't really see happening because um, he's a pretty good runner last year. So anyway, I'm out because I, I just think Fournette is the guy. <laughs> I just think Fournette, I think Fournette's like Rajon Rondo where I think he's play. he truly is playoff Lenny. I think he only shows up in big games. Like he's important when they're on prime time. And I think Ronald <laughs> Jones is going to be the guy who gets like eight to 12 Shitty fourth quarter carries when they're up big. That's I like what's it. the what's the payout again? Fifteen to one. That's fun. I like that. 
This I, would I be like one that. hell of a call. Yeah. Can I, all right. So instead of the feeling <laughs> eight to one for the touchdown, can I give you guys one? Uh, so based on the same logic, though, which is that the Vikings looked off last week, but really the Browns defense was incredible. Yeah. I on that logic, the Brown, just the Browns offensive line versus the Chargers defensive line is a huge mismatch. Chargers de- uh, offensive line versus Browns defensive line is a big match. I'm just going to throw this one out at you. Um, this is kind of the the Browns kick ass. Herbert has a bad game special, like her, like betting against Justin Herbert <laughs> to have a good game against Cleveland. Herbert under on the pat under one and a half passing touchdowns. Over, so basically, Herbert does not have multiple touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He does throw a pick under on two hundred ninety yards. And then Austin Eckler under 55 rushing yards is 12 to one. So basically Justin Herbert is a bad game. Doesn't throw for 290, doesn't have multiple touchdowns, does throw a pick. And then I'll throw an Austin Eckler under 55 rushing yards, 12 to one. Wow. I like it. I don't. I'm never betting against Justin Herbert. <laughs> well, shocking. The third string quarterback. You know who you are? You're Charlie Batch defending Ben Roethlisberger this week. Damn straight I am. Let the That's man call the plays now. The Gazette. Yeah. That's you. You're Charlie Batch. <laughs> I actually, I thought I'd get more of a reaction. I like that one a lot. Well, I I like it too because I we'll get to it in the bad QB league, but I've got Herbert circled. Me too. I do so, too. Yeah. Shame. So, on I, so I'm in technically. Okay. Even though we're not doing in and out. Craig, what if I told you that if I pair that with Nick Chubb over 85 yards, it goes to 90, 19 to one. Oh, if I, 90 to one. I'm in. No, not ninety. No, not ninety. I wish. <laughs> that that would be no pulp. That would be like negative pulp. Listen. You know, it's kind of like a like a look at me through the Zoom. Like, I think it's a good bet. You know, like I'm blinking twice if it's a good bet, but like I'm not going to openly disparage Justin Herbert. So I'm out. <laughs> just yeah, just blink twice if if you want to abandon your 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 starting quarterback. Okay, there bad QB league, bad quarterback league time. It is time again. Bad quarterback league. You can go to Fanduel.com/slash/badqb. You can compete against us. You can also go to the app under NFL Game Styles. We're at the bottom. And yeah, it's like, it's, there's, we, aren't you sick of hearing about how Patrick Mahomes is good? We're going to talk about how Patrick Mahomes is bad because you don't want Mahomes in this league. Like we're, we're trying to get more Davis Mills in our lives, right? It's honestly kind of, it's kind of fun to root for like picks and stuff. I actually think it's fun. Yeah. And, and these leagues are filling up every, every week, which is fun. So yeah, make so sure you, fill, you, get you actually in. have to get in like before Sunday because they fill up sometimes. Okay. So there's six tiers. You got to pick one quarterback from each tier. Tier one this week. I have to say, I think some doozies. I don't actually don't. Did you guys have Davis Mills? I did quite well last week based on my Davis Mills. Um, I had Mills, I believe. I can't remember. Anyone who had Davis Mills did well. All right. So this week, Davis Mills against the Patriots, mm-hmm. Drew Locke and or Teddy Bridgewater against the Steelers, Andy Dalton and or Justin Fields, Justin Fields against the, the Raiders, Jacoby Brissett against the Bucks, Jimmy G against the Cardinals. Trey Lance against the... Oh, sorry. Jimmy G against the... Sorry. I am just all over the place. It's Jimmy right. G's not playing. Trey Lance against the Cardinals. Mm. That's the tier. I feel like you just got to go with Davis Mills against England. <laughs> I mean, he looked like incredibly atrocious last week. Yeah. Against against New England, against Belichick and his famous rookie, taking rookies out of it thing. Yeah. Like, come on. This is the easy one. I, I did yeah, I did have yeah. Davis Mills last week. I won seven bucks last week, by the way. Thanks to Davis that. Mills. 
All right, tier two is Trevor Lawrence against the Titans, Ben Roethlisberger against the Broncos, Mac Jones against the Texans, and Baker against the Chargers. Baker has a labrum. Baker has a labrum tear. Yeah, and like has has been bad. Like Baker has not played well. Yeah, I went Baker. I I, 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 I get that with the labrum tear. I went Roethlisberger against the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos. Are, that's a good I, one. This is going to be tough. I mean, Von Miller's playing out of his mind. Yeah, that's a good one. It's going to be I went tough. With Chargers. I went with Chargers just because Chargers have been making offenses look really bad this year. And I so, bet on Vaughn for defensive player of the year this year. Ooh. I'm going to do Ben. Like, obviously, I'm going to do Ben. Show me something, Pittsburgh. It is a bad quarterback <laughs> league. It's like, you want Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, he's objectively league. the worst quarterback on this list, so that makes sense. And like, so yeah. like, you want positive points in the bad quarterbacks league because when they play bad, you get positive points. He's had positive points in two out of four games. Like, that's really bad. Baker Mayfield... Hasn't done that. He's been negative no. all three games. He still hasn't played well, but Ben has been actually bad. Yeah. yeah. All right. Tier three. Joe Burrow against the Packers. Jared Goff against the Vikings. Jameis against Washington. Taylor Heineke against the Saints. What do you think, DK? Uh, I went with Jared Goff. I did Against too. Minnesota. I'm not really sure why. I just didn't like... <laughs> I didn't like any of these guys, really. But um, I think I just went... Well, number one, Detroit's offensive line is super banged up right now. Like, they not. They may not have uh, Penny Sewell... Um, I think there's centers out as well. Yeah, so their offensive line is just really banked up. I think that they're going to have some trouble protecting. And Goff, you know, he's always good for a, a ridiculously terrible throw here and there. Um, so I'm looking at his stats. He, Yeah, he has not scored in the positive yet this year, which is surprising, but I think this could be the week. Um, going back to Tier 2 real quick, Trevor Lawrence has scored in the positive three out of four weeks. I don't think it happens again, though, this week. I'm going to go with... Um... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with you guys in golf. I feel like he's kind of the safe pick here. I almost want to trade him for Lawrence now just because you guys gave me such shit for betting against. Well, Lawrence is in the tier before. I just wanted to mention it because... Um, I know, but I feel bad now. Yeah. No, I'm sticking with Roethlisberger. Okay, yeah. So I have Mills, Roethlisberger, Goff. Do, do we have the same team? I have Mills. I have Mills, ba- uh, Baker, Mayfield, Goff. Oh. I have it's you and I do. Great. How original. Our lives have been lived 10,000 times apiece. Okay. Tier four. Tannehill against the Jaguars, Derek Carr against the Bears, Sam Darnold against the Eagles, Kirk Cousins against the Lions, Danny Jones against the Cowboys. Who'd you go? So this is a fascinating week for Derek Carr because, uh, like, the Raiders just lost into the charge of Monday Night Football. And then you saw what Joey Bosa said, where Joey Bosa was like, he's soft, like he gets rattled after he gets hit. Like, great guy, great guy. But, like, you know, really folds after you hit him a couple times, which, what an an all-time, like, just pivot. But... So obviously it's like, let's be real here. Like these are NFL players. Like the only thing you really can't say about them that they take personally is like calling them soft or like question their toughness. So like there, it's a huge week for Derek Carr to like be physically tough. Right. But what's crazy is Khalil Mack is the guy that's going to be hitting him this week <laughs> against the Raiders. That's rough. Yeah. Khalil Mack is who they have to bounce back against. I went with Daniel Jones. This is sort of an emotional hedge based on what I said the other day about Daniel Jones starting to like heat up a little bit. Um, also, just like the way that Trevon Diggs has been playing lately, like I could see him throwing a pick. Yeah. Uh, I'm a I don't know. About that. I, just, I <laughs> went with Jones, even though this might not be the most logical. He certainly scored. I, he scored the most points in the negative. Like he's been the best out of this group of players. Um, but I think this could be, could be a bad week for him. I think we'll I should do Tannehill because I just feel like the, 
Der- this is a Derrick Henry game. I feel like Derrick Henry owns the Jaguars. He's like averages over 110 yards against them a game or whatever. And I, I just feel like this seems like a 30 carry day for Derrick Henry. I went with Der- I went with Tannehill because I, I just I just hate London games. Like T- Tannehill having to fly from Tennessee to <laughs> London, like just like. Do you think Urban Meyer will skip the flight? Yeah. <laughs> He'll stay in London. Yeah, Check he's going to stay in London. He just, yeah, he's wait, is this the London head. game? It's, I thought the, the Jets were playing in London. Oh, yeah, wait. The Jets-Falcons. Oh, you're right. I think I just programmed that only Jacksonville plays in London. In my head, you're right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it is the Jets. Dude, oh, my God. I saw a stat this morning. They've never had a London game between two teams with winning records. It hasn't happened yet. It's a bummer for the British. <sighs> no, I think the real answer to that is that they don't... I think they do it on purpose because they don't want to take... A game that would get good ratings away from CBS or Fox, hundred percent. But also, regardless, I think, isn't there crazy. like sort of a variable like you don't want playoff teams having to fly to London and like that variable like ruining their shot at the playoffs? Or honestly, whatever? yes, I don't think they give a shit about that though. Like, I think <laughs> what they care about is not pulling high-rated games from CBS or Fox. And don't they usually only want to send to East Coast teams so their timing doesn't get all effed yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because if you're flying from LA, it's like a, you know, it's like a 12, 14-hour difference or whatever it is. Like, that's a lot. But New York to London is what, five hours? Yeah. Like, it's like going to California. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But I, I'm going to, I'll stick, I'm sticking with Tannehill. His numbers in bad quarterback, like, he gets like single digits every week. Like, he has not been terribly great. Okay. Tier five is Justin Herbert against the Browns, Dak against the Giants, Tom Brady against the Dolphins, Jalen Hurts against the Panthers. I went Herbert for what I yeah. said before. I just think the Browns, I think the Browns beat the Chargers this week. Yeah, I went Herbert too just because that defensive line, my God, has just made offenses look like JV Silly. teams. I mean, I know that Herbert is better um, than Kirk Cousins, I would assume, and then obviously also Justin Fields. But like, I don't know, just the way that they've been able to dominate games makes me a little bit nervous for Herbert this week. Uh, I'm going to go with Dak. I, I, the I, Cowboys have been running the ball a lot. Maybe this game. Yeah. You know, they stay away from it. He throws a couple picks. I'm, I'm sticking with Dak. On that note, it, we were recording this on Thursday. So I didn't get to, we don't, I don't, the lines for what the Cowboys are, the props aren't up. But I really was just really holding out for like seeing something about CD Lamb's props. He has just been doing very poorly recently. But like, I feel like this is a big, big, big game for CD Lamb. I want to shout yeah. that out if anyone's also Amari Cooper's banged up, up and and and, and James Bradbury just, is probably going to guard him if he plays. And CD, he still like got great numbers under the radar. I, I, agree. I think I think CD is a big game. Uh, don't bench him if you're thinking about it. Tier six is Aaron Rodgers against the Bengals, Josh Allen against the Chiefs, Kyler against the Niners, Mahomes against the Bills. Obviously, I had the dream about Aaron Rodgers, so I'm not picking him. <laughs> <laughs> I went with Aaron Rodgers. Um, I don't have a strong opinion on why. I think maybe it's just like I could see this being like a slog of a game, like not very many plays, not very much scoring, um, and kind of just like I, I, I think all of these are very good quarterbacks, and they could, and all three of them could be in shootout type games, like Josh Allen versus Mahomes. Like, there's going to be a lot of scoring in that game. Uh, Kyler versus San Francisco. Um, I just don't want to bet against Kyler really, and then so like I'm just going with the lowest volume quarterback I think this week, and that's Aaron Rodgers. I went with Kyler. Anytime you think the Cardinals are, anytime you think you know the Cardinals, they turn around and shoot you. <laughs> turn around and, these and div- shoot you. These, divi- these division games are always weird. Uh, I, I think the Niners have, you know, a really good defensive front with Bosa coming at Kyler. Kyler's mistake prone. 
This is the time. Week five, the Cardinals are the only undefeated team. Like, this is when they're going to let us know, like, oh, we're the Cardinals. Just want to let you guys know. We're going to remind you. Like, we're still Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. So I'm taking Kyler. I feel that. I'm taking Mahomes, wow. which is not really what you ever want to do in a bad quarterback league. But I actually think Mahomes, like, I think the Bills just been playing a lot better than the Chiefs. The Chiefs been sloppy. Part of me, like, I'm never actually really going to bet against Mahomes, but part of me thinks if the Chiefs are, like, ever going to get, like, dressed down on national television, it would be this weekend. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Bills won by, like, a lot and, like, just kind of been like, we're actually better than you. <laughs> the, again, it's what DK said. It's like they're, the Bills are up 118 to 21 or whatever over the last three weeks, and it's like the Chiefs, the Chiefs, what is the, the Chiefs are at 12, or no, I guess they beat the Eagles by a lot, but before that, they were at, like, 12 straight regular season games that were decided by, like, a touchdown. They've been skating. If you want to ask the question of kind of who wants it more, I know that's a little bit like of a flimsy argument, but you know, I think this is a prove it game for the Bills much more than it is for the Chiefs. You're, the, it's nice when the who wants it more thing aligns with who's been playing significantly better over yeah. the last three weeks. And the Bills, like, it's not close. The Chiefs just, the Chiefs just are sloppy, man. Even Mahomes has been very sloppy. I mean, obviously, look, they dominated the Eagles last week, but. They're a much better team than the Eagles. I think the Bills. So I, I got Mahomes. Okay. So I got Davis Mills, Roethlisberger, Jared Goff, Ryan Tannehill, Herbert, and Mahomes. DK? I got Mills, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Daniel Jones, Justin Herbert, and Aaron Rodgers. And I got Davis Mills, Big Ben, Goff, Tannehill, Dak, and Kyler. There we go. Beautiful. Okay. That's all we got for this week. Uh, we'll circle back on next week on uh, our argument about pulp with Craig. We'll check in there. So a lot on the line. Thank you. Uh, do we have anything else? We have plug? Uh, five-star rating. Sunday, oh, we're doing Green Room Sunday, on Sunday. Green Room, yeah. green room on oh, Sunday. Yeah. We start at noon. Start sit. If you have start sit questions, you can hop on Green Room. You download the app, and we're there live at noon, or you can just follow us noon on Twitter. Noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Noon yep. Eastern, yes. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. We'll be tweeting out the link, link right at noon. So Danny is Danny B. Kelly. I am Danny underscore Hyphus, which you can find the spelling on this app. And then Craig is, what is your Twitter handle, Craig? Just my name, at Craig Horlbeck. So you can follow us on Twitter, and then we'll be tweeting out the link. So you can do start set up. It's not just like comments, too. Like, we can actually bring you up on stage. You can talk to us. Like, it's just like this. There's no magic to it. We can just, like, have a conversation about your team. It's a lot of fun. We do that at noon. And then we also do green rooms around 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. Kind of, mm -hmm. like, midway through the fourth quarter, we kind of just watch the end of these games together, talk about the day so far. So download green room. We're having a lot of fun there. And then, yeah. Thank you, yeah. Craig. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Lorne. Lorne. Thank you, Wilson Phillips. Okay. Also, I do the green rooms on Monday Night Football, which I meant to say. Not this yeah, week, yeah. but later. Yeah. Plug that. Okay. Beautiful. Wilson Phillips, DK. <laughs> I actually don't know who that is. Or like a... like a it's like 80s. Uh, no, I think they're like 90s, aren't they? 90s, maybe? I was like, is that Wade Phillips' brother? No, they're like a they're like a group of are they sisters? Are they related? Uh like a pop group. I mean, you know, I don't know like the I don't know their real bio that well. Well, fun fact, the the look, I just read this. This is actually nuts. The group consists of Carney and Wendy Wilson, the daughters the of Brian Boys. Wilson, who's yeah. the lead singer of the Beach Boys, and China mm. Phillips, the daughter of John and Michelle Phillips of the Mamas and the Papas. Yeah, they're like they're they're like 70s music uh legacy people or whatever wait the mamas and the papas that actually had like a like became mamas and papas and <laughs> had a band, like they're actually like a mom and papa band that's kind yeah. of funny 
I knew the John. Beach Boys one, but uh, I did not know that about the Mamas and Papas. That's interesting. Yeah, John and Michelle Phillips. That is cool. Look at that. We're learning things. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. I was going to thank you guys again, but I already did that. So I'm just going to say goodbye. Best of luck, everyone, to this week. Uh, this weekend. <laughs>